Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. It's going to work out. <laughs> and we can edit any things out. True. This is a, a jambalaya. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are your favorite aunties and your favorite podcast sisters. So here we go, you guys. I'm excited okay. to see where our conversations go tonight, uh, even though it might be a jambalaya. Or isn't that a plate of food? No, it'll be a, ha- a hangover soup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the hangover soup episode. Yes. Everything you got in the fridge. <laughs> My favorite kind of soup. <laughs> Let's start. Oh, yeah, I'm recording. Oh, it started. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it sounds like she's on. Okay, we're going into it. Yeah. Or corned beef and hash. I Do you have you guys had that? No. What? That reminds the lunch meat you buy with the little macaroni in it. Oh, yes. Corned beef and hash. Um, no. So it the hash comes in a it's can. Ha- hash potato. Okay. Pretty much. It's essentially that corned beef. Yeah, you buy the so the corned beef is in a can, kind of like click, and then you mix it with potatoes. So my dad, he was making it, and I was like, he made it sound like super gourmet, and I was like, whoa, I'm so excited, (laughs) and then I was like, what? Just looks like dog food on my plate, but it's so good. I make it here and there. Okay, I'm gonna have to try it. Our delicacy was like hamburger helper, like um, uh, KD. Try a bologna for mom. Mm, that was, was oh that's the best that's i was the best, like though. a good daughter i'd fire up a piece of bologna for breakfast and say, mom i need you breakfast <laughs> like a good daughter <laughs> oh i'm so okay. glad we're talking about food <laughs> but if you guys didn't know what you're listening to this is the crock pot podcast with your favorite aunties and your favorite sisters from the west side coming out of a week so we're collabing on this episode and if you don't know us, we're the Call Her Auntie podcast. My name is Quizance, and I come from Garden River First Nation. I currently live in Toronto, and I have a co-host. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm originally from Thunder Bay, uh, Gull Bay First Nation, and I live in Hamilton, um, but was in Toronto for quite a bit where I met Quay. That's amazing. And so we are the Comeback Podcast, and we're located on Treaty 4 territory. Um, and my name is Alicia Morrow, and I am joined with my co-host. Lexi Obi. Where are you from, Alicia? Papikasis? Papikasis <laughs> <laughs> Cree Nation, Lex? <laughs> Where am I from, you ask? I thought First Nations. <laughs> so we're joining you guys today. Uh, in a collab episode to kind of cross-share these wonderful women that we know. Um, They're our new friends, so they're your new friends. And if you're a comeback listener, we're your new friends, too. Yes, definitely go and follow them. Their podcast is Call Her Aunties. We're not raunchy like that other podcast, but we're still a little rough. (laughs) Every time I type in call her, it's like, call her daddy, and I'm like, uh... (laughs) 
not the one I'm looking for. Wait, <laughs> we should do that meme, you know, that that chick where it's like, um, where it'll be like something like, oh, do this. And she's like, or do this. And oh, yeah. like the color, color daddy. That color, color auntie. Or the Drake one or it's like. <laughs> yeah. and so if okay, listeners don't know. know they are <laughs> there's a lot of hand signs going on <laughs> we'll link the memes in the podcast notes yeah sorry to you guys who can't see us okay so <clears throat> want to do a check-in yeah like, oh right Anna, how was like your guys's week what's new what's the high what's the low what's the what's the rundown Oh my god, what is that? What is our my high and my low today? <laughs> I've been into this thing about like um do you know that meme about for five minutes let the potato rest? <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh <laughs> and so sometimes in like if I have five minutes between my meetings, I'm like, oh let the potato rest. <laughs> and I like close my eyes in bed. <laughs> All day today she was saying like we would FaceTime and she's like just the potatoes resting. I'm like, you're in the potato. <laughs> Lexi has the same thing, but hers is like Adobe. She's Adobe. She has no oh, master. Yeah. One time I got put in a headlock by my friend and I got out. And then that's when Adobe, my alter ego, was born. Adobe <laughs> was a free elf. Adobe's oh. <laughs> also from Kazakhstan. <laughs> but um, other than my potato resting today, my dad came into the COVID capital of the Canada when we're supposed to be on lockdown. So nobody report him, please. Um, but he couldn't, he had to come visit. Um, we're being vegan this weekend. And I know, I know if any of the, my listeners are like, here we go again. Kiba, we're actually trying this time. <laughs> but that that's my check-in. I think it's mainly me, Quay, being like, okay, like all these years, I'm lactose, I'm lactose. And yeah, okay, we all are. But then Quay eats like so much cheese. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Do you like sleepwalk too? Because I heard sleepwalking is like induced by eating cheese. No. Well, I don't know. No one's told me. (laughs) You might be. What's on the vegan menu for the week? Um, well, I can't really tell you because we're getting the chef's plate box. So th- this isn't oh. a sponsorship, and I really wish it was. So chef plates, let's <laughs> tag them in there. Let's tag them when we post the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and Grace, what yeah. about you? How's your highs and your lows? What's up? Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, I'm kind of getting into the groove again, having my son home from school. So, um, you guys are in Saskatchewan and in Ontario here after Christmas break. All the schools went on lockdown. And um, so he's been at home with me since I think December 18th. Wow. Um, and I mean, we got like a good chunk of time off from work during the holidays. So that was great. But then now that work and being at home with him. So that's quite the struggle, but um, kind of balancing all of that. But at the end of the day, I just try to think that like I'm grateful I am able to be home and I'm healthy and we're happy. And yeah, so I've been making, I love to cook. So I've been making all these meals all week. And um, so we had some pasta and turkey meatballs tonight with veggies and all this stuff. So 
yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. So yeah, and it's nice to see you girls again. We've been calling you guys the comeback girls. Like whenever, I'm like, oh, we gotta like talk to the comeback girls and all this. So it's great to see you guys. Yes, it's so great to connect to connect with you guys again. Like I was after we kind of finished our first conversation, we were, Lexi and I had Facetime. And we were like, it was kind of like we just knew them. Like it was really like it was good. It wasn't like a forced conversation or anything. So it's been it's been amazing that we can like connect on a virtual platform like this. I agree because when we first came on, I was like, oh, wait, they don't know me. (laughs) 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 I just like smiled at the camera like, hey, Hey, shit. (laughs) Well, we're your new sisters. So hello. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lexi. So how about like, how are you? What's what's new with you? How's your highs, your lows? Hmm. These intros are making me hungry because I just shoved a banana and peanut butter in my gullet for supper <laughs> and everyone's talking about food, but my highs are pretty good. I got a tree planting job this week, so I'll be moving out to the bush in BC come May, which is exciting. So exciting. Um, I picked up a few extra hours at work, so I got paid to go pick up a child today, which was nice. And I listened to a podcast on the road. Was it Call Her Aunties? No, already caught up. Was it the comeback girls? <laughs> yeah, I listened to myself driving. <laughs> no, but Lowe's. Um, I think the Lowe's would also be getting the job because I, I I got the job and then I panicked that my whole life was flipping upside down and changing. And then I was like, I'm going to have to be uncomfortable. And they sent me like an email. They're like, uh, I know that somebody explained to you what tree planting is, but are you ready to do the same thing for eight hours a day for four months um, in the rain with bugs that are going to eat you alive? If so, reply yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, am I ready? Nope. <laughs> but, TBD, reply back TBD. <laughs> I'll let you know. But processing those emotions of like change and putting myself in an uncomfortable position was probably maybe a low, but also a high at the same time. Mm-hmm. How about you? How are you, Alicia? I'm good. Um, I think a low might be um, like my son is teething and he's 11 weeks old. And so it was kind of like a really big shocker to me. And um, he's been like really great. And so, you know, he was really easy. And and so it's kind of like it's really challenging me and it's pushing me into like, okay, this is what parenthood is. Okay, this is what, um, you know, this is what I need to I need to step up to the plate because this is my son and he depends on me. And so um, just kind of challenging in that sense and um, making myself like available. And I can't really just like up and leave when things get tough. Right. And so I'm um, staying in it and, you know, pushing through. And so that's kind of a bit of a low, but also a high because I am still also like learning to be a mom and I'm learning, especially in a pandemic. Um, but yeah, I think a high is just kind of um, things at home are going really well. Um, I'm connecting like the podcast was going so well. We've recorded like three episodes this week and I'm um, just feeling like really great of like what we're doing. And, and we got a really great like review the other day and I was like in tears because I was like, this is why I started the comeback. <laughs> so it like really like kind of put me into, um, yeah, just like reminding me uh, why we why we started this. And so that's kind of maybe my high and my low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's just kind of talk like who are you girls for our episode? Like, it's kind of definitely yeah, the crock pot uh, <laughs> episodes. <laughs> um, okay, so I had just became an auntie last December. My older brother and his longtime partner 
life partner were so blessed to have a baby boy and he came out cesarean and style. (laughs) It's a good style. um, (laughs) It's been a full year. He's been in our life and his name means the sun because he's their son. So that's really cute. And he had, I'm trying to think of when he started teething to like cross compare, but I'm pretty sure like native babies because when we were, okay, here we go again, <laughs> given facts that I have no background with, but I'm like, I feel like because a long time ago, our ancestors needed teeth to like chew berries right away, that our bodies just adapted to teeth mm-hmm. quickly to like feed. So when my brothers, my brother started giving his son real food really quick, not really quick, but like he gave him at the right time. And then my nephew just ended up like liking real food all the time. So he, his teeth popped before. So if you compare him to like a couple of my friends have babies around the same age, like three months apart or two months apart, they, they had half the teeth heated, but mm-hmm. it was because he was eating real food. His body needed it. So they just popped. And I like to think that um, that's an adaptation from our ancestors that we can just teeth real easy. But <laughs> Evolution 101 with Quay. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's factual or scientific based. <laughs> the one thing we do have to leave lo- disclosures because Quay does give these facts. <laughs> these no but, yeah, we do um, I do have a background in business. So my undergraduate degree is in business and I specialize in HR and public admin. And then I did a marketing postgrad and then another postgrad in public admin, which I realized I hated. Wow. So now I do more of um, kind of marketing stuff, I guess, strategic marketing, but I get to work every day also with Grace. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's That's actually awesome. how we met. Um, yeah, when Quay, Quay moved to Toronto, essentially for school, right? First. Oh, then- right. I didn't even like finish my thing. I just handed it over to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm from Garden River, like I said earlier, but I moved after I graduated university. I moved to Toronto to do my postgrad in sports marketing. Um, I didn't learn a thing. <clears throat> I went to school to learn like why Gatorade, why their philosophy to like have LeBron as their whatever and like why people chose these things. <laughs> um, so I wanted to know more about that, but I didn't. Um And then I started to work at Humber College after I worked with Right to Play. And then I met Grace and that was her first year. So we kind of moved within to Toronto within the same six months of each other. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So I became an auntie um, when I was four years old, I think, four or three. Um, I've been like an auntie like my whole life. like all my siblings have kids. Like I think my son is the ninth grandson my dad has. Wow. So yeah, there's just a whole slew of boys. Um, and I mean, the whole pandemic has been like, so like super hard, but I think like speaking for me and Quay, we were able to go back home. A lot of our podcast is like how we managed to live so far away from our family. So that's something that, um, 
like this past summer, since we've all been working online, we've been able to go back home to be with our families. And then with my, with my son now, um, he has no cousins down here yet, but he's got a whole slew of them up in Thunder Bay. So we got to spend like five weeks there in the summer, but yeah. So um, out of high school, I attended the college in Thunder Bay for a year, just trying to figure out what I wanted. And I knew I wanted to move away. And I just told my mom one day, I'm like, hey, um, I'm moving to Toronto. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, okay. And then she's like, well, you're going to have to like, make sure you got it all figured out. And I'm like, okay, I will. So I, I sold my camera um, to pay for my first and last month's rent in Toronto. And then I think I, and then in the summer I got like my braces off, I think a day before I left to Toronto. And then I went out for wings with my friends and then the bar broke off and I was like crying because I'm like moving the next day, but crying because my teeth are going to move back. And then I had to like, um, that was like my first adventure in Toronto. Like once I got settled into my place was to go to get my teeth fixed. So that was like my first time on the subways and all that. But yeah, so then I went to school at Humber College for marketing and got my diploma in that. And that is how I met Quay. And I actually like remember like the first time she walked in the office or she was being shown around the office and then I ran into her and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm Quay. And I'm like, hi. And like instantly I like felt this connection with her. And when she said that she was from up north, like I think we just clicked. And I'm so close to my mom and my sister. And like, she reminds me of my sister a little bit. So it was like that connection, but yeah. So then I was living in Toronto and then made my way to Hamilton where I have my own family now. Um, I say it like that because one time I was back home um, and I was visiting my granny and I was like, granny, like I was, I think I was like, my flight was right after that. And I was just crying to go back. Like every time I had to go back to Southern Ontario, I'd cry. And she's like, well, your own family's over there now. I was like, what? (laughs) And like, she's so like tough love, but I'm like, you're right. Like my family's over is here now. So, um, and you know, my family's great and I'm so happy here. So it's true. I've created my own family here and, but I'm just so glad, like, I, you know, I made this community um, for myself and Quay's a big part of that. And, and it's so nice now that um, everything's online. Like we had a chance to meet you guys. Like this Mm. is insane. Uh, Like it's so exciting that, you know, we're making these connections across Turtle Island and yeah. So that's kind of my intro. Um, Currently I'm doing my degree in indigenous social work. Um, on top of everything else I'm doing throughout the day. So life is busy. So that's that's kind of my story. Congratulations on your your next education journey. Thank you. Yeah, it sounds so like exciting. when you and Quay met, it like reminds me of like stepbrothers when they're like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't though, because Grace really tried hard to be my friend, but I was like really hard on being a professional. And then the moment she graduated, like the day after she turned to me at work, I was like, can I add you on Facebook now? <laughs> I was like, hey, fine. I know. I just wanted to be your friend so bad. <laughs> okay. But before we get into like 
Um, be like the romanticness of Valentine's Day and talking about that. We want to know who you guys are. So tell us more about y'all. Yeah. So I'm Alicia and this is my sister. Sorry, that's the love of my life just interrupting us here. Um, <laughs> I'm this baby. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> He's really just freaking out. Um, but yeah, so we're from Treaty 4. We're sisters. We grew up. Um, we're both Indigenous, uh, but we grew up in an urban setting, not really having access to culture. Um, I wanted to... I was in a car accident and then I was told that I was going to be permanently disabled and I had felt really kind of like stuck and trapped and... Um, I was having a pity party and my sister came over and um, I was really struggling and I just didn't really know what to kind of do. And um, yeah, and then I kind of had like this vision and I like, you know, gave tobacco um, and I put it down and I just said a prayer and I just wanted to kind of like I had no idea where I was supposed to go. Like I was in university and I was, you know, I thought I had a plan um, and my plan kind of got taken um, and just kind of, you know, um, plans just kind of changed. And so, um, yeah, I kind of, I, I prayed and I just wanted to know, and I kind of created this like in my mind called the comeback society. And it was kind of creating communities through storytelling. And, and at the time it was written stories. And then, um, I, uh, started selling clothes and, uh, yeah, that was a terrible idea in my head. It was a great <laughs> idea, but it really didn't work out that well. Um, cause I'm not a fashion designer. Let me tell you that. Um, and so then we kind of, my sister and I kind of connected again. I took about a year hiatus on it and we kind of connected again and we thought maybe, you know, like let's start a podcast because, uh, you know, us as indigenous people, that's where we learned. And, um, you know, we, all of our stories came from orally. And so to kind of bring that and then modernize it with like our podcast and just kind of sharing like our upbringing about how we didn't have access to culture and how we didn't have, you know, these spaces um, with people that look, look like us. And we were kind of the odd ones out growing up in our communities um, in the city. And so, yeah, we kind of just started and we just, we didn't really know how it was going to go. We just kind of, we hoped that it was going to go well. And Lexi's a huge, um, podcaster. She's listened, like she listens to the podcast all the time. And, um, that's why she, so she was, you know, she calls you guys her friends and she's like, you, she, <laughs> now you guys are, but, we are uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so that's kind of like how we kind of started. And then Lexi brings like a whole different um, uh, perspective. And we're very like we're very opposite as sisters, but we connect so well and we kind of ground each other. Like I'm very loud and obnoxious and Lexi's very like reserved and like articulates her thoughts properly. But it, it is really great, like kind of combination between um, the two. And so, yeah, it, it's working out amazing. And uh, yeah, Lexi, if you want to kind of talk a little bit more. Mm hmm. So my origin story, uh, I'm from Pipot First Nations. I have a different dad than Alicia has. We have the same mom, though. Our mom's a teen mom, so she had Alicia when she was 14, 15, and me when she was 18, and then our brother in between that small, short period of time. And um, I got given to my dad for a lot of my childhood. My mom said, go on, then go live with your dad. And I <laughs> sent her away. And then I did. I, I grew up in the inner city of Regina, kind of like the rougher neighborhood with like the rougher friend group and not having a lot of food in the fridge and stuff like that. And my dad is a residential school survivor and a 60 scoop survivor. So I grew up with like a lot of intergenerational trauma that I didn't really know was trauma at the time and just having that as a normal and 
eventually I went back to live with my mom, I think slowly after, and Alicia was there for some of it. And then we became best friends, right? <laughs> yeah, after <laughs> after I kind of had my own little um, dealing with my own trauma and stuff. And then I was angry at the world. And then I came back and, you know, growing and healing. And then, yeah, that's when Lexi and I became like really, really, really close. Yeah. In our childhood, Alicia used to beat me up. That's why I say that. <laughs> We've grown though. <laughs> it was friendly. She also, you know what I used to do? So I'm only saying this because I have a permanent marker in my hand. Um, but this one time, um, my sister pissed me off and I wanted her to go back to her dad's because I, I was, was like, the kindergarten. Only, like I was the only child. Right. And so in my mind, I was like mad that like my sister was coming home. Um, and so I took a permanent marker and I was like three years older. So like my writing skills were immaculate and Lexi's writing skills were still like struggling. Right. Um, but what I did was I took my left hand and I wrote Lexi on the wall in the permanent marker so that in my head I was thinking like oh if I can get her in trouble she's gonna go back to her dad's and I can be the only child um and then my mom made her sit there and scrub it off and then Lexi's like I didn't do it I was laying on her bunk beds and I was like <laughs> I was crying in our room scrubbing this and my mom's like why would your sister write Lexi on the door? You obviously wrote your name on the door. And I'm like this little kindergartner crying, scrubbing the permanent marker off the door. And it's clearly never coming off for hours. Aww. That was my childhood trauma. Well, if you had a brother, he would have chased you around the basement with a staple gun. So, you know what? The permanent marker does not sound too bad at this point. <laughs> Okay, but in, in his defense, later on in life, I threw a tomato thing at him and I almost scratched his cornea. So we have, it's it's equal. Equal playing fields now. Now you guys live in harmony. Yeah. <laughs> really circle. I was like living Alicia's dream then because I was pretty much like an only child. So like my siblings are older than me. Um, like I have a sister that's 13 years, then 10 years, and then my brother's eight years older. And then my siblings, like, they try to joke that I was, like, the oopsie baby. But then my mom, like, comes back and is like, no, Grace was actually the one that was planned. So it's like, yeah. And for any of the listeners, her brother isn't single. So if that was a question in your minds. Ooh. Isn't, right? He's not. No, he's not. No. And he's dating a girl that has the same name as me, which is weird weird but. well if she ever is like you know if he's ever single lexi's also single <laughs> well my little <laughs> brother really is single her. he's oh, not yeah. little he's yeah. Yeah. Ooh. hey we should set this like and love he's, up and he's six one so <gasps> let's send him <laughs> oh my goodness yes i'm totally here for it because then you lexi <laughs> this could be your my dream. origin story <laughs> lexi this could be your dream like then she would become your full sister Lexi's living in the bush. <laughs> you come along too. Hey, you know what? It's, it's Valentine's Day, Lexi. You're looking for love. You know what? Maybe we could dedicate this episode to Lexi, finding Lexi's love on Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, looking for love in herself. Her snag mode is on. Yeah, looking, looking for an uncle right now. Hunter needs an uncle, Lexi. You got to get on that. Like, you got a little one. <laughs> Yo, my snag, my snag mode is on too, so it's all good. 
Me and Grace are just going to be reserved here. These, yeah. these episodes for you guys. <laughs> so if we got any male listeners here. We got two beautiful single women. Uh, they are intelligent. They have a podcast. They can have conversations. They're hilarious. They they're, are educated. They're emotionally unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm in therapy, so I'm working through my stuff. So that's a that's got to be in my bio on Bumble. <laughs> Working through her emotional unavailable struggles, struggles. unavailableness. <laughs> Hit me up in 2021 or 2022. Yeah, 2022. Carrying on with the who am I? Um, <laughs> back to that. How about uh, where do we end up? You beating me up. Okay. <laughs> What's next? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what do I say? Oh, yeah. I grew up, I think, with, like, Alicia mainly and my mom as a single parent. And then Alicia left for a bit. And then I think Alicia gave my mom a really hard time just due to her own behavioral things that she's working out now. I was in uh, therapy for a long time for that. So, in turn, I was a, a, a beautiful child to my mother. <laughs> and the worst thing I ever did was break her camera. And so I grew up and my mom went to university when I was really young. So all I saw was like her go to school and work three jobs. And so shortly after I finished high school, my mom was also like insanely hardworking. So I think that in turn like replayed in like a lot of my life. So when I was like 14, I was like, hey, I want to be a vegetarian. Can we buy this kind of food? And she's like, yeah, get a job and go buy it. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) and so I think that like played a big role so going to university was like never a question so shortly after university uh high school I went and got my bachelor of ed and that's like kind of first when I saw like indigenous people no I didn't get get your bachelor's of ed you got your bachelor's of human justice I'm keeping you on your toes (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah I think you went into human justice homie (laughs) You want to tell the rest of my story for me, please? Yeah. And so when she was in um, her Bachelor's of Human Justice, she, you know, at the time, she didn't really connect with her indigeneity and she, you know, really, she didn't really know how to. And so throughout her university and then um, kind of at the end of her degrees where she really stepped into her indigeneity and she found her voice and she found... Um, you know what it meant to be and a strong indigenous woman and so now watching her go from wanting to be a lawyer because that's what she thought the definition of success was um was supposed to be um now she uh is focused more on the community and being uh out on the land and yeah i think that's a that's that's kind of no take it over you got it you got a good girl thanks <laughs> i got you girl i know you <laughs> <laughs> I think that like going to school, that's a lot of a lot of people find their identity then. I think that's a very common theme and a very common thing. And I was when I went to university, I never I I think I was I okay, so I thought I was pretty solid in my identity. I went to Algoma University. We're big on like we have a native language pro Ojibwe language program. We have like a law d- degree with like embedded with indigenous um things <laughs> classes <laughs> and so I thought I was like okay I'm native there's it's like fine I'm like loud and I'm proud it wasn't until I moved to Toronto where I like actually got my solid foundation and like um had that same experience where others do because 
where I first went to school, it was like, so I went to school uh, at Algoma and like we were fair trade everything. Like we were all about like protecting um, the environment and like that was really great. So I came from that environment back home and like in an academic setting. And then I went downtown to like a college in Toronto and everybody else was so different from me there where they were like, they wanted to do shots at lunchtime and put it in their coffee and go to class. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> we, all, we all know we have class at one, right? And like, this is fine. And you're going to wear like, they all had like Michael Kors purses. And like, that wasn't in for me because I was like fair trade, organic, like all that kind of thing. So I definitely had a culture shock and I became more solid in my foundation and my values of like who I am and like that, that world isn't for me. And I, I was really lucky where like where I worked and then where I ended up working, like I found a really good community and I was able to be um, just a regular native chick in the city and I didn't have to be around like people who were against my values mm-hmm. I think it's like really important to find that community because there's like a rule of seven it's like the, the seven closest people you are around is like who you ultimately become and so you want to make sure that the people that you surround yourself are like very in tune with your own values and stuff like that <laughs> okay you might be the love of our lives too <laughs> Alicia's man just crossed the screen. Naked. <laughs> if he's here, where's the baby? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Welcome to the Crockpot episode. <laughs> Welcome. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Oh. But today, okay, so today is Valentine's, Valentine's weekend. Um, we wanted to talk, kind of do a mix of like what the Comeback Society does and what we do. So we're going to talk about our worst breakups and how we came back. Yes. Here's your tips, your top 10 tips. Wait, I don't know how many we're going to give. Okay. Your top tips on how to get over heartbreak. Okay. Wow. Um my heart hasn't been broken ever. I break hearts. <laughs> Your heart's been broken and I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, you know what? I'm a bad B. Um I'm not. So yeah, my heart has been broken a couple times. Um <laughs> but yeah, I was in a relationship for quite some time. It was um very toxic. Um yeah, he uh, wasn't the best person. I I really latched onto the idea of what uh, he could have been. Um, and so when we broke up, I really, really, really struggled. And, you know, because I, at that point, I wasn't really healed with myself. And so I was trying to, like, grasp to this, like, ideology of, like, what we could have been. And, like, you know, we're supposed to be like this because this is what society wants us to be. And, um, and so, yeah, he ended up... Um, 
he left to Toronto. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, but he left to Toronto and, you know, that was kind of like the final stretch of us. We were, we were just kind of staying together because we were comfortable, but we were breaking up all the time. Um, and so, yeah, he left and then that was, it was kind of like really hard on me, but I really started to focus on like myself and who I was. Um, I started to like go back and hang out with my friends again. Um, I started to yeah, I, I like like love getting dressed up and like going out and like just dancing and like reminding myself who the F I am. And so that's like a really big like how I kind of deal with things is like I really like just to go out and like feel good and like, you know, you look good, you feel great. And so that's kind of like how I got through mine was going out. And maybe that also wasn't the healthiest because that's like avoiding <laughs> my like emotions. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, Uh, I would just say like if anyone is struggling in that toxic relationship that you know what it is not worth continuing to stay in that cycle and just because you think that you you know you're grasping onto this ideology of what you guys could be know that there's somebody else that's going to make you happy and you know now like I have a new partner and like we just had a baby and you know a lot of our values we are still very different and you know we still very like much argue um, but I don't think I would want to argue with anybody else but Joel um, and really to like create those you know like we have the same values and like in certain things and so I want to be able to create a life with him and at that point when I was struggling in a relationship I wouldn't have wanted to like I couldn't see through um wanting to like give up that guy because I thought like this was like the love of my life but let me tell you people if it is toxic get the heck out of there because it is not worth it and you are valued so much more and you will find someone that's going to love you and just like pick you up and just love you and love everything about you so that's kind of mine i love that thank you for sharing thank you you kind of like mentioned so but my mom used to like give me tips about relationships and like um you said something about, oh, like, no, no, this wasn't a tip. I asked my mom one time about relationships and I was like, um, why do you argue so much with my dad? And she's like, he's my best friend and there's no one else I'd rather argue with. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I don't understand that. My eight-year-old mind does not comprehend that. <laughs> but it stuck with me. Um, so I think my relationship comeback, I think that, the hardest one is the, the one I, I'm going through right now because I'm going through a breakup within COVID. Mm-hmm. So I had found out my partner for over a year has been cheating on me. Oh, and had a whole ass other girlfriend the whole time. Oh, oh my goodness. Can we like, oh. This honey. man open <laughs> there. The nerves. Let's send the aunties and uncles out. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry some of the aunties have already put some words on him but <laughs> um but this breakup has been the hardest because of what you said too like you go out you feel good you look good you hang out with your girlfriends mm-hmm. like you get your your little spice and you get like motivated but this time it's like Okay, I don't even have that breathing space to go out dancing, to get dressed mm-hmm. up, to post thirst traps, to like yeah. get my ego boosted. <laughs> I like have had to really work on um, like things, not things. I had, re- had to really work on like 
the breakup in therapy and like being able to the next relationship that I get in, like having trust and building that foundation again. But COVID has really fucked up when you want to be a bad bitch after a breakup. Yeah. I said before, you can be a sad bitch, but you can still be a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. So here I am fucking cleaning up being like, I'm a bad bitch. Just (laughs) because what can you do right now? I have to clean my room. (laughs) Yes, there's nothing else. Oh, my goodness. So I'm thinking, like, do you guys want to make, like, a TikTok, too, with us? And we could, like, you know, like, do the Bussa challenge or, like, we could air this with, like, the episode on, like, TikTok where we, like... We have to figure it out, but yes. I don't know how to do it. I think I tried once and I was like, screw it. But Quay, when you said like little spice or add a little spice, I thought of that TikTok video that it's like, (laughs) add a little spice. (laughs) (laughs) But if any of our, okay, so back to this, if any of our listeners are listening and they're going through a hard time, I highly recommend starting counseling, starting Mm -hmm. therapy, starting something like that because you have to get out of your head like I went to a traditional um medicine man before and I was like oh yeah like I'm I'm starting to go see therapy like blah 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 he's like that'll work but it only works if you talk about everything Mm -hmm. and I was like oh (laughs) so now all the time I'm like trying to get trying to do what he told me to do like you have to talk about everything so I really recommend if you're having a hard time getting that breakthrough and like getting that breakthrough through your comeback story of after the breakup, don't be afraid. (laughs) Even if you go one time, two time, like Mm -hmm. just dip your toe in and you can always return. Or like if you don't like a male counselor, get a female counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't ever like feel trapped in with one counselor too. Like shop around. And like if you could, if you're indigenous, look for an indigenous um, counselor because they already understand a lot of our yeah. uh, traumas, systemic traumas and stuff. So my counselor right now, she is non-indigenous, but all of her field work and all of her background is in family systems, intergenerational trauma and how th- like that kind of work. Mm-hmm. So um, if that's available too, then definitely like look them up. Don't be afraid because also NIHB covers like 20, yes. 20 sessions. So if you do every two weeks, you're good for the year. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this is a reality for all of us. If your parent was in residential school or day school, you get 20 more. So because my father was also in day school, um, I I got 20 more sessions. Amazing. You go every weekly. Week. <laughs> I know. Like there every week booking my session. Hello, it's me. <laughs> So do you guys have, so I know in Saskatchewan, for our listeners, um, if you are Indigenous, the NIHB, there is a list that you can find on, I believe, just Google, and it has all of the um, counselors that are covered. So I don't know if that's the same thing in Ontario. I think, I don't think it is, but we'll definitely look it up so that if after this episode you're out there or you're over here and you're like, okay, girls, I am ready to talk to someone, Mm -hmm. we'll have that list for you. Yes. You can actually call one 885 3933 and press four and ask them to email your current list of NIHB providers for your province and they'll send you a comprehensive list. Wow. Ontario too? Uh, I don't know about Ontario, but I've done it for Alberta too for my family. So, so I'm sure if they've be. done it in Sask and Alberta and NIHB covers all of Canada that they would have lists for the rest of Canada too. Wow, that's definitely something to look into and such a great resource. So, Lexi, what about your... Um... 
I feel like a lot of parallels between Quay. I was like seeing this guy, but not like in a relationship, but also like at the point of it where we're like telling each other we love each other every day and like all of this stuff. It was it was definitely very toxic for me in the sense that like I was I felt very codependent because he wasn't like giving me what I wanted. So I would cling on for more and more and every like little inch I would take and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like. I put a lot of my value, I think, in how he saw me and hung out with me. And eventually that like came to an end and then we rekindled again. And then I was like, my friends are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, making terrible decisions for myself, but I'll stop when I'm ready <laughs> kind of thing. And then eventually I went away to a conference. And when I was at this like female leadership conference, I found out that there was another woman the entire time. And he's like the one that dropped me off at the airport. And I was like, <gasps> like, in shambles at the conference because while I was seeing him, my anxiety, my, I figured out what anxiety was and it popped up like really bad. In the moment, I think I was like, I'm fine, I'm doing good. And like, also I was like, I lost 15 pounds because I haven't been able to eat in three months kind of thing. And so that, I would say that experience was like one of the lowest lows of my life. And I was like in a really bad place where I was like sleeping in my mom's bed for, like days on end because I was like I don't want to be alone I don't know what that's like and that kind of started I would say at the beginning of COVID last year I was going through that and one of the things that helped me the most was like I met a bunch of new friends at work and those friends became like my support system oh actually I would say a big thing I got these little hoop earrings after my <laughs> breakup not breakup and um when I put them on I was like I'm a cute bad bitch, like not not a big hoop bitch, but like a little cute bad bitch. And I look at this, <laughs> but I think along with that, I like I spent a lot of time like working on myself. Like I think in one of your episodes, quite you're like I'm sick of healing, and I I felt bad. <laughs> I was like I feel like I've been healing. Yeah. I'm sick of it. But a part of my healing was like finding my self esteem again and finding who I was, and I would like literally because I think when you get cheated on or you're like the other person and you're filled with like deceit and lies you that like does something to you an extent so I spend a lot of time looking in the mirror and being like just looking at myself being like you are like worthy of love and you like deserve that and I was like you're beautiful look at you you got those cute little earrings you're funny you got I was like you, you are like you have a lot to give the world and like the more that you nourish yourself, you'll be able to produce more of that. And there'd be like moments where I'd talk to myself for like 20 minutes and I'd be like crying, looking in the mirror being like, you are beautiful. <laughs> but that was like a big thing. And then also like, I think as a distraction, I worked out lots. I, I put a heavy emphasis on like wellness and like movement for my mental health mainly. Which oh yeah. We're like parallel. Mm-hmm. Like you guys really are like you guys are going to become sisters, not even just from your brother, but like <laughs> spirit. Because I would have this like crippling anxiety. I would wake up super anxious and I like feel it in my chest and I feel it in my stomach. And it's just like a feeling. And the only thing that would take it away would be like, OK, I'm going to go work out. Yeah. Workout class for an hour. And then it would be gone for like half an hour, an hour. And I was like, well, that was a nice relief from that for that moment. So that's kind of like. I would say establish a wellness routine, whether that's like working on your mental wellness with like meditating or like working out or moving in any way that you find like 
good. I find lots of people force themselves to like move in ways that they think are like convenient or like conventional, like going to the gym. And for some people that like doesn't work. Like nobody, like very few people want to go like run on a treadmill for 45 minutes watching the news on the little TVs above you. And so for me, like a big movement thing for me is like rock climbing at the gym. And I could go for like hours and just hang out there. And that's been like a part of my daily routine, which has really helped establish my mental health in the last year. Mm-hmm. And Grace, have you had your heart broken? Yeah. Um, so when Quay said that her mom gave her advice uh, about like relationships or whatnot, my mom didn't really have a whole lot of advice, but she did tell me that I remember that like stuck was like, Grace, just like go out there and like date. And I was like, oh, so like date like whoever, just like keep dating. So I just like I did that. And um, I'd say like my like my hardest breakup was when I was still in Thunder Bay. And so I like me and Quay connect over um, both like playing sports and varsity. So I was a, a curler and I met this other curler um, who was in from out of town and he was from Toronto and like we connected and I remember like a month later he's like hey like I'll fly down to Toronto and I remember telling like my friends and my all my friends and they're like what like your mom's letting you go to Toronto I'm like I don't know I guess like she didn't say anything so I just like went and I was kind of like yeah so that like that was fun and then it was kind of like the big like kind of a big reason why I chose to move like I had the idea to move down to Toronto or southern Ontario um, but then for, like better schooling you but, also got like uh, offered a uh, to play on the best team in Canada and that's why you came well yeah that too um but yeah so I was like dating him and then I told him told him that I applied to schools down there and I was coming and then I was actually going, I don't know if you know this quite, I was, I had a one-way ticket booked to Toronto in like May and I just had no plan. I was just going to like live with him until like school started in September and like no idea what to do. And I think like a week before he like broke up with me and I was like so heartbroken. Like I was like, oh my God, like I literally was throwing my whole life and like security to go be with this guy, like no job, no money. And what was I going to do for all those months? Like I had no idea until school started. So I was like so heartbroken. And then I found out like more information that like he like did cheat and whatnot, but it was so short, but I like fell so hard. Mm-hmm. And I think like my comeback is that I could have like, I almost didn't go to Toronto at all. And I, what would I have done in Thunder Bay? So I think my comeback was that I still went and I still did it. And I like, Mm -hmm. I think to this day, I'm really, I'm like proud to say that I'm good at compartmentalizing like my emotions. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that was super shitty and that sucked, but here's my other emotion and I need to get this done and I need to go forward. So that's what I did. And yeah. And I, it's weird because I still see him. Um, on my TV, like for curling games and whatnot. Like he's on those. So I see him sometimes on TV. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not stalking you. I swear. I just see you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds so creepy. But yeah, no, he's like a professional curler. So he's on there on the TVs and whatnot. Yeah, that's my story. <laughs> what a whole bunch of um, ways to heal. Yeah. You know, what's funny, though, but I was like thinking about when you both were like, oh, remember who you are, like put on your cute earrings. I remember me and my friend Chelsea, like I was so lucky to be at home right after all my breakup happened. Like I went home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was so lucky to be supported. That would be my advice is just be surround yourself with people who love you and like will remind you how great you are. And I remember I was crying in her car and I'm like, of course he would date me. I'm so fun and funny and pretty and I have a great <laughs> life. Like, of course he would want to be a part of that. Fuck him. <laughs> and then she's like, she looked at me like, I wish we all had your confidence. And I was like, wait, I, d- I didn't mean it to come off like that. But I'm like, I'm still heartbroken. But you have to remember like mm-hmm. who you are, though, like your life might suck and be sad right now but remember like you get to wake up you get to go and do things and you get to like you're in control of your life so if you want to change it or be happy do it mm-hmm. well that was i been- thought that was going to be more motivational it's <laughs> pretty motivational um so we kind of have to like wrap up our episodes um so just kind of quickly but yeah this has like been a really great episode it was it was really different for our podcast um but it, it's really fun like i really like talking kind of about like a theme and like kind of going with it and then sharing our personal experiences and then hearing your guys's and and knowing that like everybody goes through these breakups right and and there's so many different ways to heal whether or not that it's toxic or it's not and you know you you just kind of gotta go through it and experience it and figure it out and trust the process that it's going to be okay um yeah sorry um you guys want to wrap it up um hunter is just screaming so i'm gonna just turn my mic down a little bit right so what what um so my piece of advice was to remember who you are and the good things and (laughs) oh yeah and i would like wrap it up and say like a big thing that got me through was like finding a community, kind of like Quay said, like go home. Um, I found like a community of people, but also I looked up to a lot of like women in my life that I know. Cause like at the same time, like her cousin went through a breakup and I was like, she's like thriving now. I was like, she's like living her best life. And I remember looking at like people's Instagrams being like, all of these women have gone through breakups and they're doing like incredible things now and they are thriving. Okay, wait. <laughs> I have the best piece of advice and the best story. Okay, wait, can I say my piece of advice first before I forget? Okay. Yeah. Okay. My piece of advice is to have a common goal. Not, no, wait, just have a focus and a goal and like you can really get through anything. And like Lexi said, have that community. Um, and like, I'm glad that we can be kind of this online community throughout this pandemic. And that's kind of... That's my advice. Okay. Hit it, Quay. <laughs> okay. So you might not think to do this after a breakup because your heart is broken, but you need to turn to your medicines and the what we know as our culture mm-hmm. because I was like so heartbroken because this, uh, I broke up with this other guy like two, two years ago. Um, 
but I was so sad and I couldn't get out of it. And so I took a cedar bath and I was like, for fuck's sakes, creator, like I can't, this is fucking hard. Like I need you mom. I need you ground. Like, I don't know how to get through this. Just, I want to be positive. I need strength. Like help me out. And then whatever the, the, that bath finished and I was like super exhausted. And I, then I went to bed the next day at work, literally 8 30 AM. I got an email that I want a box suite to the Raptors. Oh, nice. And okay. I was like, this is my ancestors telling me <laughs> that here's your strength. You're, you're doing good. Keep going. <laughs> and I'm like, heard you loud and clear creator. I'm going to keep on this path. <laughs> That's the best. So, Cedar healing medicine. <laughs> so if you need to smudge and ask for strength, you might get Raptors tickets. <laughs> but you'll get some kind of blessings. Yeah. <laughs> we don't promise Raptors tickets. You'll get a That's, blessing. <laughs> yeah, you'll get blessings somehow. That's awesome. Yeah, and I would just say, too, for, like, my own piece of advice to anyone is just to, you know, remind yourself that you are that bad bitch, that you that you are inside, that you have that power, that you have a voice, and that you can continue on and you don't need those people. And to walk away if you think it's toxic and it's a continuing cycle and it's the same thing and y'all are breaking up, because we all know that, that that's what we do here, right? And so... To just end it and to just walk away and to sever ties and it's going to be uncomfortable. But let me tell you, homie, it's going to be the best feeling once you finally find somebody that is amazing. Perfect. All righty. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. And thank you to our favorite podcast aunties for coming in. And thanks to our favorite podcast sisters for doing this Crock-Pot collab. And we hope that you are loving yourself. You're being your own self-care professional on Valentine's. Um, if you don't have dates, we'll be your Galentine's. Yes. <laughs> Just reach out. Send us a DM. We got you. <laughs> Pour yourself a cedar bath and press play. <laughs> All righty, Kate. <laughs> So your podcast Andes know that life can be tough and we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast Andy's love you.